Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today on the show, we're going to be going over this wonderful info dump that Bungie deployed on us this past TWAB. It's all about the wonderful weapon changes coming on December 7th. So we have everything from the archetypes, the exotics, perks, and, um, well, a whole bunch of stuff mods, too, as well as what they're doing in the near future. The uh, design lead, Chris Proctor, <coughs> dumped all this information, so we should go over it. And if there's a little extra time after that, we might go over the seasonal mods when we were thinking about doing that, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm Outrider, and I'm joined, as always, by Venge and Bacon. How are you boys doing today? I am. I am so good. You're lying. How are you? I <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> Sound I'm... like you're like half in the bag right now. What the hell? Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah. I'm doing good. Look, 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 <laughs> you you, sh- you, sh- you shouldn't have been like, you know, drinking that hard at this hour of the morning for yourself. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, sometimes you just... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Fucking good. Drunk. How are you Get guys? the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, Venge, he can't handle his Capri Suns, so, you know. Knew <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, God. Uh, hey, one little thing here. Uh, Bacon and I managed to guild our Conqueror titles for the season. Very dope. Got done with the Proving Grounds. It was, it was a pain in the ass. Wouldn't you just say that, bacon? Just that tank room. That tank room was is always gonna like it's always gonna be a freaking problem. But yeah, it, it felt a lot easier than the first time we did it. Yeah, it definitely felt easier because we knew exactly what to expect mm-hmm. going into the tank room this time around versus when Proving Grounds first came out. But still, it was oh, a yeah. pain in the ass. Hell, it's it's just that it's just, <laughs> it's that fucking room. That room is fucking gross. <laughs> And of course, you know, it's like, I see a Cheese Forever video that pops up. It's like, here's five cheeses to use in the proving ground strike. It's like, son of a bitch. And that was after we already finished it, too. And like, <laughs> two of them are in the tank room. I'm like, oh, it, come on, man. Look, the best cheese to that thing is just have stag. And that's it. <laughs> oh, stag, stag actually really helped. The stag really, really helped. Um, yeah, that. That was great. I think me switching and putting on a sniper as my uh, primary, that was a big help too because mm-hmm. I could get rid of the the um, Scion snipers that were at range really quickly because those things, I died more to those things than anything else, I think. It, it, was, it was a rough, rough thing. So we're now gilded. Friend of the show, Bam, he is gilded. And Venge is next. And so, I have um, one completion this season, so... Yes, so no, we don't either. have to be double player. <laughs> um, I, I figure when everything goes um, live for the rotator, which I think happens on December 7th, actually, that's where you can select the strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be fire team lead, and you just pick and choose the ones you need to do or ones you want to do for the day, and we'll just do them for you and get them over with. Corrupt and improving grounds first. Get them pieces of shit out the way first. 
Well, based on how you said that, I feel like I'm just going to stay in the spawn and dance. So. I'll be I'll be honest with you. The proving grounds, I I would like to do that a little bit later because when we got done with it, I was like mentally exhausted. Sure. Uh, Bacon went to bed, and I was talking to Bam for like five minutes. I was like, you know what? I can't do anything else. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed. I'm tired, and I just logged out and went to sleep. Sure. Uh, and I wasn't like that for the corrupted. So definitely, we should get the corrupted over as soon as possible. And I'd also, what was it? Is Hollow Layer this? Yeah, Hollow Layer's in this yep. too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that shit. Fucking yeah, thing. Do that week. One. Next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that for you next week and just get it over with, over with. <sighs> but hey, when that rotator hits, we'll have a whole suite of new weapon changes to mess around with. Yes, Chris Proctor, design lead, popped into the TWAB, talking about the changes coming with that 30th anniversary update on December 7th. And yeah, he says right here, we have a mid-season weapons update ready to go live for you next month. Because Season of the Lost is slightly, in quotes, larger season than normal, we have a slightly larger mid-season tuning pass for you. Starting with archetypes, shotguns is the first change. He says in Season 11, we wanted to see if slug shotguns could be viable in PvE with a high enough reward for being for the risk of being close and the time it takes to aim at the head. Good news, they're viable. However, they outclass pellet shotguns and many other special ammo options, not to mention being part of a dominant boss melt tactic. Aww. It, it looks like the Templar's gonna get a little bit of reprieve here <laughs> in Vogue. Uh, so Sound they're equalizing fair. it. So they're reducing the shotgun PVE damage <clears throat> bonus from 30% to 20% for slug shotguns. And pellet shotguns are getting a 10% buff in PVE. Cool. So slugs are losing 10%. Pellets are gaining 10%. All right. Linear fusion rifles. In Season 14, we bumped these up, but believe while their potential damage output complete uh, competes, not completes, competes numerically, <laughs> they're extra hot right now because of the sweet particle deconstruction artifact mod. They can't yeah. compete with the ease of use of other damage options, though. Last time, they got a precision, dam precision damage buff. This time, it's a flat-out buff of 10%. Sure. In the exotic section, they do talk about Sleeper Simulant. And I do want to point out that Sleeper's getting this flat buff, too. How many freaking buffs is it getting? Didn't, didn't it just get one? Yeah, but it didn't make it as uh, beefy as they wanted it to be. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Caster Frame Swords. So right now, we have... I don't know. Did we ever look up to see if um, the exotic sword, the void exotic sword, was a caster frame or not? Because I know we have uh, Temptation's Hook and we have Solus Scar as legendary ones. Those are the ones that when you use the hard attack, you fire the bolt. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> uh, but anyway, caster. Hmm? Yes. Yeah, I on. think I think the exotic one is kind of just its own thing because it's not even like the same projectile yeah which is a shame because uh caster swords 
They, they say we ship this with high heavy attack ammo costs offset the great melee weapon that also has good range attack, but now believe it's safe to reduce the ammo cost. My question is, why do they think it's safe to reduce the ammo cost? Probably because not enough people are using it right now. Mm-hmm. So they're reducing the heavy attack ammo cost from eight to five. Sure. That's good. You can use that heavy attack more often. To be honest, I would like to get my Solus Scar back out again because I have one that has chain reaction. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's fun, especially on my little Warlock build uh, that causes everything to go boom and drop wells of uh, light everywhere. Yeah, that, it's a lot of fun. Drop wells of boom? Yes. <laughs> bows. Yes, bows. They said they bumped up in Season 11 bow damage up 10% versus rank-and-file enemies. After watching them in the game for a few seasons, they say it's safe to nudge them up again. So versus rank-and-file enemies, they're getting an additional 10% bonus. Hello, Linguini. That's right. So these are the you know little red bar things, thralls, uh, dregs, you know, standard cabal enemies like dogs, stuff like that, rank-and-file. So, more damage against them. I'm not going to turn that away. And apparently, with sidearms and fusion rifles, there was an issue with projectiles being non-hit scan. Meaning they weren't registering. As uh, Proctor says, due to an ancient data entry error, sidearms and fusion rifle projectiles were non-hit scan. Behind the scenes, the engine does the math converting a projectile from non-hit scan to hit scan if it would cover a specific distance in one frame. So this would only occur at running 60 frames a second or higher. Shout out to a specific community that provided us with evidence of this issue. You know who you are. So they increased sidearm and fusion rifle projection speed from 999 to 9999, which makes them hit scan regardless of frame rate. Oh, I guess, well, for me, 60 frames on the PS5, Venge might have noticed it too. It's just sometimes it felt like we weren't hitting our shots. A little bit. All the fusion rifle pellets and with sidearm shots, depending the range you're at. It just <clears> felt <throat> like this should take care of it. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts on the archetype changes? That shotgun, that slug shotgun change is going to be interesting to see. Because... I mean, yeah, but at, but at the same time, uh... Are the I guess like the mods gonna be working with uh with shotgun just like you know anti barrier here unstoppable there because if it is not that then I don't see the point of like using them other than like you know normal strikes and whatever little nightfalls here and there. Well, no, specific specifically when Proctor was mentioning this, he says not to mention being part of a dominant boss melt tactic. So mm -hmm. in endgame PvE content, I can think of two immediately right now, which would be the Tanix fight at the end of Deepstone Crypt and the Templar fight in Vault of Glass, where you basically stand in one spot and shoot slug shotguns at it until it dies within 20 seconds after the fight starts. Yep. So bumping down the damage of slug shotguns by 10%, it might keep those bosses up a little bit longer and you might run out of ammo now or it might force people to sit there and go you know what we're just all going to put on our cartesians with vorpal weapon 
that's pretty much the, the new yeah. meta, I suppose. Oh my god, in Gambit, if you have three players with Cartesians with Vorpal on them, one of them puts down a well next to the boss. Particle deconstruction, that boss is melted like almost instantaneously. Yeah. It's it's obscene. I would like to see it done on the Templar fight in Vault of Glass. On normal, I guarantee it's gonna destroy it. On Master, probably not. Sure. Because they gave it an extra two million hit points. I think the archetype change to slugs is good. I am happy about the pellet shotguns getting a little bit of a buff because frankly i would like to take my reese walker in more places than just into the crucible yeah you know that's it's a nice pellet shotgun it's a light frame pellet shotgun but i kind of want to use it elsewhere this kind of makes it a little bit more viable that i don't have to unload a whole clip into an enemy now maybe uh linear fusion rifle changes <laughs> Uh, that's going to be amusing, I think. Anything with Vorpal, you're now a god. Yeah. (laughs) An extra 10% PvE damage to my Vorpal threaded needle. Ow. On top of, you know, me proccing particle deconstruction. Yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even gotten to what they're doing to Sleeper Simulant yet. I know I've been hinting on that, but I just read that earlier. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Caster Frame Swords, I think, is good. You know, I, I did think the eight points to fire the heavy attack in that was a little bit too much. Sure. Uh, there's going to be a change in there to, I think, uh, the Fallen Guillotine if I remember correctly, that we'll discuss later. So this was just overall for caster swords, but guillotine specifically is going to get a change because it's an intrinsic perk on the weapon that's going to get changed. Mm-hmm. Something in there. Bows, hey, more damage to rank and file stuff for bows. I like it. All you've done is you just made a point of the stack even more lethal. And all the exotic bows, as Bacon said, Linguini, Le Monarch, you know, Tikus. Um, oh, yeah, Trinity Tikus Ghoul. Trinity Ghoul. Yeah, now you should be one shotting with Trinity Ghoul rank and file enemies to keep that thing procced so it's constantly shooting electricity everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, I'm looking forward to using Tikus a little bit more, especially in endgame stuff. I kind of miss using it, but I've been using a lot of the Linguini and. Tikus lately. Mm, they're so good. Bows are so good. But speaking of exotics, now, we knew this was coming. The Vex class changes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Not my baby. Chris <clears throat> <laughs> Proctor writes, yeah, we overbuffed this. And while it's kept in check by the peak shot potential of hand cannons, because he's the way he saying the way he writes this and says this, he's specifically talking about PvP. Yep. So just keep that in mind. It's definitely melting phases. In playtest, we feel it's still strong enough to be desirable without feeling free. So it's reducing the aim assist value stat by twenty five. 
It's reduced the linear fusion rifle mode aim assist cone scaler from 1.1 to 1.05, so a 0.05 decrease. And now it requires three eliminations to get a full overcharge <clears throat> instead of two in the Crucible. So you have to kill three Guardians to charge it up to switch to linear fusion rifle mode. That's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. As long as any of these changes, for some unknown reason, when it ships the patch, don't alter PvE. And I, I'm kind of worried about that because this has happened before where they made a change and it's caused an error elsewhere. Yep. Yeah. You know, the, watch, they're going to tune the Vex Mythic class and now Telesso is going to delete you know, entire save files out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, you know, something like that's going to go down. Telesto's going to become a fucking game dev. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, I think they actually need to, hand, uh, to hire an entire team just to wrangle Telesto at this point. Yeah, You never of. know what's going to go down. All right. So now we have the Fighting Lion. This comes from people... When they made the changes to primary ammo, the white brick ammo that we used to collect, the, making it infinite. The problem with Fighting Lion was it's a breech-loaded grenade launcher that relies on white ammo. Mm -hmm. You can see the problem now, giving it infinite ammo to a breech-loaded grenade launcher. Especially yeah. when it does damage and it auto-refills for you. Or when you put it away, it has auto-loading holster on it. Seems fair. Yeah, I no. said I didn't hear a problem. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, apparently they did. I don't know what happened. So, the, so he says that this wasn't a specific problem, but giving the increasing frustration with breach grenade launchers in Crucible, it seemed like a misstep to say we hear you. And there's here's an infinite ammo version of the thing that you're frustrated about. <laughs> it should be clear to everyone that the full nerf isn't needed, so we're just adjusting it. Note, this is not a full rollback. There's still a difference between almost infinite ammo and actually infinite ammo on how weapons are used. And in playtest where we tried to abuse infinite ammo, it was extraordinarily oppressive, much more so than we expected given that it had a ton of ammo previously. Because mm -hmm. we used white ammo. So, for Fighting Lion, they're removing the multi-hit requirement. Example, dealing dam any damage will grant its buff. They're increasing the buff to the reload stat from plus 50 to plus 70. The reload will still be slow if you miss, but if you land any damage, Fighting Lion will reload faster than it did before the nerf. Wow. And they've increased the buff duration to 7 seconds. I remember Fighting Lion when I was doing stuff towards uh, getting the mountaintop. Sure. And I realized just how abusive this weapon was at that time. You never ran out of ammunition for this thing because it ran on white ammo. And just being able to, you got one hit with it doing damage. All of a sudden, this thing reloads like lightning fast, and you're just spamming grenade shots all over the place. Mm -hmm. You don't have now to kill. It, yeah. Now giving it literal <laughs> infinite ammo. With the reload speeds that it used to have, you basically have given it a full auto grenade launcher, and that's that's a no-no. <laughs> Crucible players would be deleting their accounts. 
real. They wanted everybody to feel like they had the uh, full auto hack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think this is a good, you know, correction on an extreme overcorrection. But you can understand when he says, you know, when people were saying, "Hey, man." Breach loaded grenade launchers are just too much. And Bungie's like, yeah, we hear you. We agree. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Fighting Lion here has infinite ammo. Go fuck yourself. You know, they can't do that in the same patch. <laughs> so they had to really adjust that exotic weapon. I think it's still going to feel exotic. It has unlimited ammo, really. It doesn't mm-hmm. run out. Unlimited but, ammo with unlimited, with like super fast speed. And are you, and are you going to be blinded the entire time? <laughs> I think, I think, um, fighting lion had blinding grenades on it. It does now. That's the hidden perk. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Speaking it didn't, hidden, but it does now. No, it does not. Shut up. Arbalist, <laughs> man, I I wish this was available now. Because it would have made Proving Grounds much more doable. Arbalist is finally going to have intrinsic anti-barrier built into it. But finally. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, the entire thing is designed to pop any shield regardless of its energy affinity. And now it's going to get anti-barrier. It should have had that when the champions went live. But I'm glad they're yes. doing it now. Really, Bacon, you can attest to this. In Proving Grounds, if we had Arbalist with Anti-Barrier, one of us, we would have been destroying those Barrier Colossi so quick, it wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, immediately. It would have been immediately melt. I, wow. I think one one shot of Arbalist would have popped their shield, plus mm-hmm. applied the um, particle deconstruction, and since Arbalist is a linear <clears throat> fusion rifle, Two more shots, it would have been dead. It would, it would have been perfect. Speaking of perfection, though, sleeper simulant. <laughs> oh, no. Proctor goes on to say that the delta between sleeper and the best li- legendary linear fusion rifle wasn't large enough to make this a compelling option. Yep. So while it benefits from the 10% damage buff above, really, this time, because last time I said it was, <laughs> it didn't. It says, we've even given it some additional love. They're increasing the magazine size from three to four. Oh. And they're giving it an additional 6% damage buff in PVE. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) An extra shot plus more damage. And if you had the catalyst already created for this thing, Sleeper's pretty beefy with the catalyst. Oh, this yeah. makes it even more so. Oh, yes. I am definitely going to be dusting off Sleeper Simulant to give it a try once that new stuff goes live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Fucking man, dude. Fucking man, dude. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm excited, okay? Oh. <laughs> and if you want more of this, anchor.fm. <laughs> We're out of here, folks. I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> can't do this anymore. Suros Regime. 
getting back on track here. Soros Regime, yes, the exotic auto rifle that has the two fire modes, either really fast or kind of slow, does more damage, is getting a tune-up. The dual-mode receiver has said, always made Soros a worse 360 RPM auto rifle, but fixing that is a straightforward stat bump. This may not make this model dominant, but at least it makes it do what it was intended, turn it into a high-impact auto rifle. So now, when you flip the switch and make it a slower fire, a slow-firing AR, it's now going to grant the following in addition to its current effects. It's going to give you an additional plus 30 range and plus 3 to your zoom. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nice. I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'd like to see it. I want to see it in motion here. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pose this to you. You see both. When okay. we got our hands last season on the Cryothesia 77K, which was the exotic sidearm, stasis sidearm, that came with the Season 14 pass, right? Was it just me, or did you guys both think that the gun felt really damn weak? That felt awful. I immediately bolted that shit. I was like, what the hell? This is it? Same. Okay. And I just want to point out that it's uh, now one of my preferred sidearms for PvP. So. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, since I know you two clowns didn't actually read this twab, I'm about <laughs> to blow your mind here with what they're doing. Whoa! With what's with the insults here? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, we were all hey, friends man. here. I, I, when, when you shift around in your seat, I hear your shoes squeaking. I know what you are. Come on now. <laughs> just your nose a Whoa! Look at it. You're so mean today, dude. <laughs> wow. It's all that testosterone from watching a wrestling pay per view last night. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Cryothesia 77K. Tractor goes on and says that given the state of stasis in PvP at the start of season 14, we deliberately shipped this weapon in a weak state. He says in parentheses, which almost physically hurt us, but it was the right decision. Not wanting to contribute to the problem more. Now that we've had more time to evaluate the state of the sandbox, we've reworked the exotic to address the weakness in PvE. Specifically, the following pain point. Fire on release with the charge trigger, losing all ammo on firing the freezing shot. So in PvE, remove the variable trigger completely now fires on trigger press instead of release. This will make it feel much more responsive. Oh, my so God. Charging it to release and then firing that shot. Now it's just boom. Because charge shot is now moved to the special reload. Getting a okay. final blow with the sidearm enables access to the special reload. Special reload. So you kill something, then you press your reload button, and it flips the fire mode, and then you press the trigger once and fire the shot. Okay, okay. And once the shot is fired, the weapon reverts back to its standard sidearm mode. Note, this does not cost your entire magazine. Oh. Oh. Charge shot now causes an AOE which freezes AI and slows players. Direct oh, hits, no. though, still oh, freeze. Well, Vinch. I mean, I'm I'm still all for it, but I feel like that's going to get some hate. <laughs> I think in PVE, we've now seen something that's going to be cool. 
I really do. No pun intended yeah. on the cool part. I actually it's, do. Uh, definitely going to make it more viable, which I'm happy about because I actually enjoy using the gun now. Well, I'm actually curious as a hunter. I have Mechaneer's trick sleeves, which are designed for use for sidearms, hot yeah. swapping sidearms. I'm wondering how that's going to feel putting that in my primary slot, having another sidearm in the secondary slot, and running around in PVE just nuking everything in a stasis build. That's dope. That could yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Crucible's going to hate the, uh, <laughs> oh, the absolutely. AOE. Yeah, no, the AOE part, be... they're, they're going to hate, but it, I think it's going to be awesome nonetheless. I'll definitely give it another try after this change. Uh, for me, once I got the Catalyst done, I just I threw it in my vault and then decided I don't need it in my vault and dismantled it. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of in the same boat. Like when I had yeah. time and I just started going through Catalyst, that was the only one I didn't want to do. And then I immediately took it. I was like, "Well, fuck! I have to at least try." Yeah. And I actually enjoyed using it in <laughs> in PvP, which is where I actually like I originally hated it. It was not fun for me to use. And now I like using it. So I agree. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of weapons that are like that. I think in this game that once they kind of tune it up a little bit, or once you get used to using it, you find appreciation for. Like I hated, absolutely hated the Monte Carlo in Destiny One. When I got in Destiny Two, it's like, all right, I just have it unlocked. I'm not going to use it. And then when I started using builds that actually required me proccing my melee special ability more, yeah, especially when Stasis came out, I was like, oh, Monte Carlo is actually pretty goddamn good. Devil's Ruins, like, that was the one that surprised me the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, we got the Leviathan's Breath is also getting a change. Okay. They flat out, that's the heavy exotic <clears throat> bow. That's the thing that has, like, the uh, truck driving chain, you know, <laughs> as the bow's yeah. on it. And you pull back, and it really, like, when you pull this thing back, you basically have, like, a, a canoe oar with an arrowhead on it that you hold back and like release and it causes like an AOE to it, but on a direct hit it does extreme amounts of damage. And has Leviathan's breath, they say the bow is underused, so they wanted to give it a bump while also making its catalyst more interesting. Oh. Like the catalyst just gives you an extra like three shots to it. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, it's not much. They said, expect this type of catalyst tweak to become more common moving forward. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. So the catalyst, this, specifically this is what Leviathan for us is going to happen. If you have the catalyst completed, this is what it's also going to do. Other than I think it gives you a little bit more ammo. The catalyst is now going to grant Archer's Tempo perk in addition to its other effects. Oh. So you get a kill with Archer's Tempo, all of a sudden you're able to reload faster and fire quicker. Holy That's God. not fair, dude. <laughs> Where's the balance? There's no balance in that. I hate to think about <laughs> anybody in PvP that gets their hands on heavy ammo with this bow equipped and gets one kill. I mean, you were already one killing anyways with that fucking thing. <laughs> but yeah, there was a draw time it. difference. There was a draw yeah. time difference. Yeah, this time you're, you're going to be firing quicker. Oh, it's going to be freaking amazing. 
in PVE, it's going to be great. I would actually start taking in harder content with that change. But I got to get the catalyst done. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have the catalyst done because they attach the catalyst to doing the, the hunts. hunts. Yeah. Yeah. I I held off on doing that too. And then I kind of forced it off anymore. I think my catalyst is sitting at 24%. I'm like, I'm tired of this crap. No, I'm going to be doing them now. Yeah. I think I'm just going to spend like a weekend just doing hunts. I'm doing that now, but in the in the thrall room, it still counts. It's just super slow. I'd I'd rather actually. (laughs) Well, the reason why I want to do the hunts is number one, when you kill the boss with it equipped, you get more. But also, certain hunts will give you a specific token that gives you a ten percent jump on your catalyst completion. So, for anybody that's never done it before and does have season of the hunt. Um, and this bow, and they've decided they don't care about the catalyst, there's where you really want to do it, I think. Speaking of catalysts, the Whisper of the Worm and Outbreak Perfected, we will see their catalysts appearing in-game in Witch Queen, finally. That's cool. This was not that's, the TWAB. This was additional stuff that I was... Somebody commented, I think, in the, the, the Destiny Reddit or on Twitter, and a community manager responded with the answer. And they're just going to be uh, world drops at this point. So, sure. Yeah, they'll, they'll just spawn in the world. I, I guarantee they had to actually retrofit those things because those two catalysts involved collecting materials that are no longer available because the activities are no longer available. Yeah. So you'll get your hands on the Whisper Catalyst. Uh, starting with Witch Queen, which is great because Whisper's getting a change also in December. It says, the original DPS King has fallen out of favor with the delay for the damage buff kicking in, making the weapon less usable in short DPS phases. The optimal sustained damage requiring all critical hits, but not sufficiently rewarding precision. So, they've reduced the delay on activating Whispered Breathing from the Catalyst from 2.1 seconds to 1.2 seconds. So almost a second of just focusing in, Whisper Breathing kicks on. White Nail. This perk has been changed repeatedly since its initial form in Destiny 1. What it's going to do is the refill part of White Nail has changed. It used to take three from your inventory. Now it's only going to take two from your inventory and generate one out of thin air. X. Oh. And they're increasing its damage by 10% in PvE. Well. <laughs> That's all you can say. Just, nope. <laughs> Whisper, Whisper hits like a truck. It still does. It really does. And if you're a very, very competent sniper rifle user that can maintain precision hits, you can do some serious work with it. But it's getting outperformed by other things. And yeah, I think this is going to bring it back into more people's loadouts. I, I know, know it's coming back in me. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And if anybody has a divinity, you've made a giant crit spot for the person with Whisper to shoot at. Yes. Yeah. So as it's affectionately referred to as Divi bitches will be a thing once again. <laughs> yeah. Another sniper, the Darcy, is getting a rework. Oh, yeah. 
Darcy, which basically showed up in year one of Destiny 1 and then vanished once the Whisper showed up. It says sniper rifles damage. This sniper rifles damage has fallen behind as other options have been buffed. And its damage is dependent on crits, which also requiring 100% of the time on target, so we've improved the ease of use and bumped up its damage. They're reducing the flinch, recoil, and accuracy degradation by 50% while the personal assistant is active. That's the little AI inside of Darcy sniper rifle that highlights enemies and tells you its distance from them and all that crap. If you got yep. them highlighted, flinch, recoil, and accuracy degradation has decreased by 50%. Wow. The personal assistant now has a one-second delay before deactivating when off-target. It used to be instantaneous. Like, if you accidentally bumped your reticle off the target, and it, it would re immediately shut off. Now, it's going to delay for a little bit, so you have a little time to correct. It happens. That's awesome. And yeah, it's cool. getting its damage increased by 20% in PvE. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> so I remember do you think for a little while that Darcy was... now? Do you think you might give Darcy a try? Possibly. I feel like Whisper still might be a little bit of a better option. But I Darcy's we... always been pretty good. When you can regenerate freaking ammo out of thin air, that's like the best option. I remember what was I remember <clears throat> what Black Eagle was like originally in Destiny One from the Crota Raid. It's like, hmm, I have a full clip of ammunition. I'm just able to shoot something in his crit spot over and over again, and I never run out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a special gun. And it was a special, yes. And then they turned it into the Black Spindle, which still had the same issue. <laughs> Except it was an exotic. <laughs> but, you know, I, I actually... Darcy is now the other weapon that I have to go and finish the Catalyst for. Sure. The issue with the Darcy, though, is working the catalyst is all precision hits you have to get. Yeah. Which I understand that being a sniper rifle, but I'll have to find some place that I could just get precision hits at. And I don't think the Thrallway is a great choice because Darcy has a hell of a lot of zoom. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's super it. zoom. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually thinking just like it'll take a little bit of time, but where the entrance to, um, the Garden of Salvation Raid is, when you just go there normally on the moon on patrol, it yeah. spawns in all those Vex. That's pretty much a shooting gallery if you sit up on that cliff. So yeah, I, just I think they just kind of spawn forever. They do to a point, and eventually the boss will come out after you kill so many of them. Anybody here like the hand cannon malfeasance? Damn, where did I fucking do? I did. They're increasing explosion damage. By 50% on the Malfeasance. Oh my. In December. Because they said the oh. explosions, the secondary explosions, <laughs> that's changing. Now give the Malfeasance a catalyst that gives it an extra explosion, please. Yes, that would be dope. We don't know if we're getting actually, we don't actually know if we're getting a catalyst on Malfeasance or not in the future. So, no, that's just like what we want. That. That's what we want it to be. Here, <laughs> uh, please yeah. make this the catalyst. Thank you. For console players, Dead Man's <clears throat> is getting a buff. Thank oh, you. Yikes. 
said that the the recent nerf caused it to decline its usage in the console so they're kind of tuning it a little bit better so controller users aren't penalized so much by the buff that happened before which didn't really affect mouse and keyboard players 60% uh, aim assist oh no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, wow <laughs> it says uh, they spent more time tuning it in a way that benefits controller more than mouse and keyboard and we don't believe this buff will improve the weapon much on mouse and keyboard, specifically touching the hip fire with the catalyst. Just note this actually this isn't actually branching the tuning between input devices, but the bits we touched are either only present or much more impactful on the controller. So they're increasing the reticle friction falloff distance. Okay. This has no effect on mouse and keyboard. There's going to be a little less recoil, reduced effect on mouse and keyboard. And slightly improved accuracy, reduced effect on that keyboard. So basically, it's kind of recorrecting where if you watch anybody on a mouse and keyboard use Dead Man's Tale, they never ADS'd. It was always hip firing. Mm -hmm. And it was disgusting. And it was glorious. And I was envious of mouse and keyboard for brief moments when that was happening. But then I actually learned how to do it on a controller. And I actually still to this day find myself hip firing scout rifles because of it. With pretty good accuracy too. But now we'll get a little bit of a, just a touch to see if uh, DMT will get a little bit pick up. And frankly, I would like to use it again, you know, with more frequency because that for an exotic weapon, I still think that thing was just bananas. And the damn catalyst to that thing. Oh my god. The hip firing with the catalyst was just just it was fantastic. Felt like a cowboy, dude. It was yeah, nice. That, that was the point. I loved it. That was the point. I loved it. And that was the one thing I wanted was if you're gonna give me the cowboy gun, give me the cowboy, you know, cosmetics to make my guardian look like a space cowboy. Come on. Give me a nice I want to look like a cow. Give Titans chaps with their assless chaps. <laughs> assless chaps, dude. All chaps are assless, though. <laughs> All chaps are assless. They just go. But I want to see the ass, not just the normal. I know you do. Know you do. That's, that's what I'm getting. See the ass when it's got a jiggle. <laughs> Why is the Titan twerking? What the fuck is happening? He just put the chaps on. Right, we got to get this over with. <laughs> we still got a couple more things to do. Uh, Air apparent. The catalyst is getting an adjustment. They're reducing okay. the damage resistance against players, meaning in PvP, from 75% to 25%. Remember how oh. everybody was like, when they spin that thing up, you can't kill them in PvP? Well, this is going to take care of it because they're reducing the amount of DR it gets by 50%. Good. The Lawrence driver is getting oh, a touch. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to get nerfed with its aim assist. <laughs> uh, no, actually, that's not no, what it's getting. Jesus. <laughs> what? The problem to the Lawrence driver... No, think about this, though. The, the Linear fusion rifles this season on the artifact 
got a one point perk that increases aim assist targeting. Oh lord! You could double stack that on it. So people going large driver has too much aim assist. It has a lot to begin with, but then people double stack that. That's the problem. <laughs> There's your problem. I mean, even hurt. without it, I feel like I, it aims for me. <laughs> but what they have an issue with, remember, the thing with, the, with this patch, uh, this adjustment to the sandbox, is they want to tune down people using abilities and start bringing up more gunfights in PvP. So, the Lawrence Driver. The bonus ability energy feels extraneous when the damage buff is so strong. And we're limiting certain weapon sources of ability energy. They removed ability energy regeneration on picking up one of the telemetries that you get. Okay. Because when you were picking up those three telemetries, you would get all sorts of ability energy back. Now they got rid of it. There's no need for it. If you're nuking people with a headshot from this thing, you shouldn't also be getting your grenade and everything else back by picking up a little token it leaves behind. Yeah, no. So, there it is. There's your Lawrence driver change. A Traveler's Chosen is also getting a change. These change. This change will not be noticeable in PvE at all. This is a PvP adjustment because Traveler's Chosen also gives you ability energy. So now it's only going to grant 10% per stack on activation. It was previously more generous on low stacks, less generous on high stacks. The average and amount for 10 stacks are unchanged. They reduce stacks granted on a Guardian defeat from 3 to 2. So to get 10 stacks, you have to kill 5 Guardians. Sure. Instead of 3, you're at 9 stacks, which can pretty much give you back all 3 of your abilities if they were out. Mm-hmm. So they're changing that. That's great. I don't on console. I don't see a lot of people running around with Traveler's Chosen and Crucible. But yeah, also, not really. Yeah, maybe it's a problem on um, Stadia or PC. <laughs> but what the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is no, Stadia? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Stadia people. If you listen, I'm just razzing you a little bit. <clears throat> You're not important. <laughs> you know, Fallout plays played on Stadia for a while, especially for trials. I still, I still think he does actually. It's just because you know, then he gets to go in there and flex his skills. Uh, now there's some perk changes also. Adrenaline Junkie is getting changed. Okay. Okay. This perk wasn't performing as well as intended. I'm sorry, I was burping, and I was not doing that <laughs> I was trying yeah. to hold it back. I uh, said, so this perk was not performing as well as intended, and the path of least resistance was making it live up to its dev name, which was Grenade Buckler. So oh. now, eliminations with this weapon add a single damage stack or, exist, or extend existing ones. Grenade eliminations boost the stacks immediately to times five. Lower the duration to compensate for weapon activation. So it's swashbuckler, but instead of using a melee, you kill with a grenade. Yeah. And you can still get up to times five by killing. It's about time. Thank you. Now Adrenaline Junkie is something I look forward to on a weapon. A little more viable, yeah. Oh, a lot more viable. I love swashbuckler. If it only have a mod to slot that extended the duration of Swashbuckler, 
then mm-hmm. I'd be really happy. But that's not it. Vorpal Weapon's getting a change. Oh. Uh, so the perk that grants a 15% bonus damage against all targets, and I'm going to use my heavy weapon on. Uh, th- this was a non-choice and sucked the air out of the room for other damage perks. At the same time, it was failing in its original role, giving players a reason to run primary weapons against tough targets. It was 15% damage on all weapons. It now is it's now- 30 it is now only 10% on heavy weapons, 15% on special weapons, and 20% on primary weapons. Interesting. There's no oh. change to damage versus players in super. Okay? So PvP part stays the same. So, my um, threaded needle, which has warp weapon on it, won't be doing 15%. It'll be doing 10 It's a heavy weapon. Mm-hmm. However, I can now pull out my Vorpal Weapon Dead Man's Tail and do 20% more damage. That's shot. the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> oh, yes. And what's Dead Man's Tail's perk? The more you shoot with it, the faster you reload. Is that what it is? The more critical hits you get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. This will be good. 15% on a special. Hey, that means stuff like uh, the Cartesian coordinate, that wonderful linear fusion rifle that's out there right now. They're not linear fusion, regular fusion rifle. Uh, I think it's a rapid fire frame. Hey, it's still getting the 15% on that. But 20% for primary weapons? Sign me up. That's more damage. Definitely more damage. I like that. I mentioned earlier on when we were talking about sword changes, uh, Whirlwind Blade specifically is going to get a change. They said this is obviously the best sword damage perk around, so they're fine with it being good at sustained damage. They pulled it back for shorter fights. They've increased the number of stacks needed to hit maximum damage from 5 to 10. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got to hit it a bunch more times, and then you hit your heavy attack, and you do your max damage. Okay. That's, That's fair. fun. Yeah, it's fun. Fair. Pulse monitor. I know it's weird me even talking about this perk because nobody would ever use it. You might now. It says, what if instead of activating on what feels like a fail state, this activated on a state you'll be in in almost every encounter, even if you're winning? They changed the threshold for activation from 90% health to 30% shield. Example, this now requires much less damage to trigger. Sure. I can see that happening. I'm good with this. I like this. All right. I probably still won't use it, but you know, all right. <laughs> but, but you might want to give it a you might give it a try now instead of going, oh, it's pulse monitor, instant garbage. Now it's yeah, yeah. Monitor, that's what it's always been is just I might give it a shot. I'm just gonna get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good change, I think. I think they mentioned uh, maybe in the future we'll see a similar change to like unrelenting, which like oh, feels sure. a little bit. So, no, that that'll be better for mods. Quick access sling is getting a little bit of a change. It says the uh, usage on this mod was very telling. It's extensively used on bows and breech grenade launchers, barely used at all on any other weapon. 
At the same time, we pulled down some options players had for improving their swap speed and wanted to make an option available for building towards that on all legendary weapons. We'll be watching how this feels in the wild and may revisit it later. So, the functionality change. It was plus 100 handling with a 0.9 uh, ready stow aim down sights time for 0.4 seconds after running out of ammo. It's now 0.9 ready stow time all the time. Oh, wow. This change also applies to the SWAT mag perk, as they use the same perk behind the scenes. Okay. Less than a second. Just under a second. Swap. Ready and stow. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Cool. That's kind of huge. Yeah. This is actually a nice request. This is an accessibility request. The full auto retrofit. And yes. Proctor writes that we've seen plenty of requests for an accessibility option to allow full auto fire, particularly on fast firing semi automatic weapons. We have a settings option in the works for the season after the Witch Queen launches, but decided to put in a stopgap to help players until we're able to ship it. Please keep these types of suggestions coming. They added a full auto retrofit weapon mod that enables full auto while the trigger is held usable on legendary hand cannons, sidearms, scout rifles, and pulse rifles. This is unlocked by default for all players. That's really cool. Okay. <clears throat> I think that's great for people that have problems. You know, issues with carpal tunnel, uh, other like disabilities, things like that. This is great. Fantastic. They don't have to tire themselves out, which is a thing when playing this game further than already. However, I see people also abusing this that sure. don't need to use this as an accessibility option because I am actually kind of terrified at a 140 hand cannon that's full auto. Sure. I'm going to slot this into any sidearm and make it full auto. A full auto with explosive rounds? Mm -hmm. <laughs> a full auto, and, and we've seen full auto scout rifles before, but imagine any of your legendaries if you put that in, all of a sudden have full auto. That sounds like fun to me. Oh, yeah. oh pulse rifles too. To be honest with you, though, I, I wouldn't mind seeing some more full auto pulse rifles because I do kind of get tired of pressing the trigger constantly for those things. I think pulse rifles in general should be you just hold the trigger and it just keeps the bursts going. But this this, this is a great change. I want to see yes. uh, if people are actually going to abuse the hell out of this or not. I'm I, I'm hoping they don't, but I'm not going to lie and say I'm not going to try it out to see how it feels. Sure. I'm seriously going to put the full auto hand cannon mod on um, my, um, oh God, what the hell is that? Trials hand cannon that I got. The Ignis Hammer? Thank you. I want to see what that's going to feel like. I think the only thing I'm concerned about is I've heard and seen stuff on Twitter that like the full auto perk in general, mm -hmm. like slightly increases the actual fire rate. I don't know if it would make that much of a difference on like a 120 hand cannon, but anything that gives you a little bit faster weapon firing is going to give you an advantage, and that's definitely going to be more, you know, a PvP problem. But yeah, so we'll see how it goes. 
But I think this is a wonderful stopgap in the meantime to yes. help out uh, Guardians that actually need it. And it can if it makes them more competitive in PvP activities or competitive in PvE activities, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, Proctor goes on and says, the near future. It says, annual expansions are a good time for system level changes since they get so much more playtest time over a longer duration compared to a normal season. We don't like that. We don't like that the desire for exotic catalysts is largely driven by the orbs of power generation they provide and have something uh-huh. in the works to let players build around that limitation. Most likely it's going to be an armor mod. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just my thought on it. Frankly, don't make it an armor mod. Put it in the, give it to the ghost. Really? Just give it to your ghost. Like a one point mod thrown to your ghost. That, I think that would be a little bit better for me. Because I, I an armor mod like this, I just see it as a stopgap. Like, oh, hey, for console players, you have a zero-point mod to uh, actually be able to turn on a dime. You know, traction. It's like, don't, please yeah. don't do that. Just, just, just give it to the ghost, at least, so it's not taking up a slot on my armor. If it's a mod. If it's a mod. Yeah, if, if it... Yeah, I, I agree. That would just add an extra slot on a slot for exotics to have a zero point mod or something on them when they're not when they don't have a catalyst they may not be able to do it with the weapons because they've already said they're reaching the limit as to what they can cram into a weapon uh sure so it's got to go elsewhere but that's why i'm saying do it to the ghost maybe some people may not want it on some people would i mean i would probably slot it i have like a one point mod just for extra glimmer i can't Mm -hmm. tell if i'm getting extra glimmer if it's a one point mod to have all my legendary uh, all my exotic weapons produce orbs give it to me and i'll put it on my ghost and it'll never come off yeah there we go yeah because then you don't actually have to like tweak what your build is to exactly make room and armor and that would just be frustrating i hated traction because it constantly interfered with my leg slots and Mm -hmm. what i could do with them so we'll see what they're going to do I'm interested by this. He talks about weapon differentiation. So he says, if I have two void adaptive hand cannons, one from Suros, one from the latest raid, why do I care about one more than the other? The stats tend to be fairly close. Perk pools can be different, but there are only so many perks. And it's a stretch to say if the perk pool gives the weapon its identity. Mm. We've got something shipping on all new and reissued weapons in the Witch Queen that addresses this issue directly. And we're working to expand the same solution to all weapons that drop in the future. Boy, isn't oh. that some interesting information there. Yeah. I've always wondered what this game would have been like if the individual weapon foundries had really specific identities outside of their appearance. Uh-huh. Like the weapon foundries in the Borderlands games. Yeah. Because those weapons all fight differently mm-hmm. on purpose. Though I will say that the Jacobs weapons in Borderlands run pretty close to parallel to Tex Mechanica in this game. Yeah, some of them have, like, they share kind of the same look as Tex Mechanica. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the old-timey weapons that you know that you are you have to manually reload every bullet into the thing and all that. Yeah. They tend to do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And they're rather no frills, and I I dig that. And I want to see this. 
differentiate some more because you know Soros weapons are really awesome looking, but you know what makes them different than any other weapon out there? Mm-hmm. If they got a plan for this, I am I am eagerly anticipating this because Bacon likes his fashion game. Give me something that makes my weapon game better mm-hmm. by making my weapons feel different from one another. Hell yeah. That would be that would actually be really cool. Yeah. I think so. They mentioned that in the last patch notes, they're not done with the special ammo economy in PvP and have a yeah, further no. tweak coming around that should help bring down the amount of ammo floating around. Ban Let's make it infinite. scavenger mods in <laughs> PvP. They don't work. Disable them. That's that's a help. Also, maybe one brick. When if you pick up a green brick, you get one bullet. That's it. With no scavenger mods and one bullet per brick, you know, hey, I think that would bring it down because you still have somebody running around with a shotgun, a Lawrence driver, a fusion rifle, whatever, and just maining that for an entire match. Yeah, that shit is really frustrating. Yeah, it is. Uh, they say, He also says exotic primary weapons already advance ammo finder mods much faster, but we want them to feel better in hard PvE content and are adjusting all of them to reach this goal. Good. Because sometimes it feels like I'm not, my ammo finders don't work in hard mm-hmm. PvE content. Yeah. And then sometimes it feels like it works too well. <laughs> so they're fixing that. And finally, they're adjusting some exotics with Witch Queen. Some that consistently top the PvP usage charge in an oppressive way. Some that had their perks limited to a degree that's no longer warranted. Okay, so some that were kind of nerfed into oblivion that they no longer have to worry about. Okay, cool. They're going to fix those. And other ones that are just oppressive as hell. And in parentheses, it says, we're looking at you, chaperone. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can, folks. Chaperone is going to take a nap. Or at least be toned down a little bit. Yeah, I feel like it's still going to be pretty popular, but... Yeah, absolutely. The fact that you can... Yeah, I've seen some videos and stuff where they're not even aiming at the person's head. Like, they're a little off, and it counts as a headshot. Like, uh, what? Yeah, and I also you can, like, the pretty range. much shoot them from across the map with it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just a little bit too range. much. Yeah. Oh, and they, hey, and if you're dumb enough to have a, a weapon that requires special ammo on you, when you die, you drop a brick of special ammo that the person with the chaperone has a shotgun scavenger perk on. Mm-hmm. So now they pick it up and they have extra bullets. Yeah. And all it takes is one shot and they're killing people with it. Yeah. Though, and it's the. Though in the chaperone's defense, I've tried using it, and I'm not very good at all with it. It does take some work to get used to, especially to proc Roadborne frequently. Mm-hmm. Once that thing goes off, though, it's the, the, the gun is cracked completely. Yeah. I never really used uh, slugs until Beyond Light came out, and mm-hmm. I haven't actually used the chaperone, but... Like, specifically in Beyond Light, there was the one that you can get from Europa that would have Dragonfly on it. Mm -hmm. So I was literally practicing in PvE 
to like track heads and stuff and know that I was doing it because I was getting the explosions and stuff, then yeah, it slugs are not just like a natural thing to use in PvP. I don't feel like it definitely takes some work, but yeah, when you have it figured out, it's you're basically unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, it, it that they've hit really, really hard. Yeah, and do a lot of damage, but they're fun as hell. I'd say. Yes. Well, that that's the weapon update. Next week we're getting a update on the ability changes and per DMG who was looking at the patch notes early for the upcoming TWAB uh, the ability changes themselves it's 4,000 words on its own so that's a lot and that's before Kevin Yana is putting in his two cents who is the uh, sandbox lead so I'm wondering <laughs> that's a lot of changes coming so we will be covering that next week Yes, for certain, and uh, you know, give our thoughts. But hey, do you guys have any like anything in here that you really think is really special that you're looking forward to before we uh, sign off? Um, I mean, I think one thing that I'm like genuinely looking forward to is the the cryosthesia. Yes, the cryosthesia. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to that change specifically because mm -hmm. I enjoy using the sidearm now. And I feel like the fact that it's going to have fire on trigger pull and not release is going to be, it's just, it's just going to be more fun to use. And then the special reload. Yeah. I'm that's what I'm specifically looking forward to. Yeah. Bacon. What about you? Anything you're looking forward to? Mostly malfeasance. Cause I've always wanted to like use it more than I kind of do now. Cause I kind of like dropped it off. Mm -hmm. So hopefully malfeasance is like a good enough, I guess, like, little bump to it for me to, like, keep, like, playing around with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm actually considering when the Malfeasance change goes through, seeing if uh, I can get into a Last Wish raid and using that as my main weapon on, like, taking spec on the other two legendaries and seeing how much mm -hmm. damage output I can do. Yeah. Because um, Malfeasance doing more damage on the explosions and is already primed to do it was it's like taken predator i think it's the perk so it does more yep. damage against taken enemy even ribbon is a taken enemy i want to know how much more damage you can do to ribbon and the other bosses i i can't wait to see this this would be pretty sick i think i know it's a hand cannon people are like are you gonna take a hand cannon in there it's like yeah well i'm gonna have other stuff too you know <laughs> be able to do it i mean I'll, I'll take i'm not gonna be dumb i'm gonna take my time lost he's and vengeance in there with me that has overflow and you know time payload and throw a taken spec on it you know there there you go i'm doing some heavy burst damage at that point with a rocket launcher but i think malfeasance really could tune up and i see it being i see it actually being really good in gambit now again especially in the final phase of the fun yep. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. That that's it right now, man. A lot Something of stuff to cover. I will link the TWAB in the description. I should also note that they mentioned up at the top of the TWAB their um, celebration of Transgender Awareness Week, which leads to the Transgender Day of Remembrance on November twentieth. In honor of that, there's a free emblem you can get in the TWAB right up at the top. 
there'll be a banner that'll have the code. You go and put that in and you will get this banner. This emblem for it is called Be True. And it looks pretty cool. And if you want to show some support, there you go. Do that. But you can read all the notes in the swab. I'll link it in the description. Probably have some sort of poll up on Spotify as well as a question for the community if you want to answer it. By the way, last episode I had the poll up asking if Venge should pay back the money or no. 100% of the votes came back no. I am disappointed. Ah, good. <laughs> good. So, $3. You bought me a hell of a burrito, so thank you. That's right. <laughs> I hope it constipated you. Oh, is that a conversation you want to have on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> no. So to avoid that, uh, if you want to listen to more shenanigans, anchor.fm slash HG podcast. Was it wet? Shut up. Twitter account at podcast underscore hidden. If you listen on Spotify, we have the community poll and question I'll put up. Figure something out. Join in. Give us your thoughts and feedback on this one. We appreciate you for being around, as always. Next week, we're talking about all the ability changes. Apparently, this is going to be very substantial as well. I mean, this felt like this felt like the stuff going into season fifteen. All right, right now, yeah. Uh, the ability stuff is going to be even bigger because we have so many subclasses and three different characters. There's going to be a lot to cover, so that probably be a very long episode. And I wonder if it's going to include stuff specifically too about the void changes. Maybe. Oh they yeah. Might. They might have Hell to yeah. because of the changes. But they might allude to it too and not actually definitively say what they're doing. Yeah. But we'll find out, no, won't we? In the meantime, Here? yeah. And in the meantime, the three of us will be hanging out in the dark zone, waiting for a revive. Be well, everybody. Take care. Bye bye now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.